Today is January 27th, so we're what, 17 days till Valentine's Day? 31 days or 30 days in January? 31. 31? 18 days till, till Valentine's Day. So Lunchbox has pre- wants to present a business opportunity. By the way, morning, studio. Morning. morning. Thank you. Lunchbox wants to present a business opportunity to the rest of the show because it's something you've created and you're looking for investors. Yes, I'm looking for investors. And guys, this is your chance to get in on the ground level. So... I have gone on websites to different restaurants around the country, hot spots for Valentine's Day, and I have taken prime time reservation slots. So, like, people are going to be going on there going, man, I want to take my hottie out to dinner at 730. Oh, that one's booked. Oh, I want to go at 8. Oh, that one's booked also. But guess who they're booked by? Me. So what we do is then we go on these different cities like Atlanta, New York, Austin, Vegas, and you put a Craigslist ad up going, hey, man, selling reservations, 75 bucks a pop. And that's how we make our money. So I need you guys to jump on board because a lot of these places are asking for credit cards. And I need more credit cards to put down. (laughs) So you need our credit cards. So we can get more reservations. How many reservations do you have now? Five. Where? I have two here, two in Austin, and one in Vegas. Can you tell us where? Uh, I don't want to say the name of the restaurant because they may hear and cancel me. Because they know I'm playing the system. <laughs> He's squatting. I'm yeah, squatting on. I'm squatting this on the reservations. Like what mean people do with tickets? Scalpers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a business for scalpers, and guess what? People love them when they don't have a ticket. They go to them. Oh my gosh, can I please have a ticket? And this is exactly what's happening with us. Is they're going to come to us? Oh, can I please have did your you reservation? Did you put your credit card down for any of these? Yep. You did. Yeah. Wait. So what happens if you don't find someone to fill the spot? Well, that's the problem. You cancel it, and then they charge your card. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. If I don't show up, I get charged, but hopefully I can cancel within 24 hours or 48 hours. Do you think people that can't find a reservation are going to go search Craigslist for someone that has a reservation? Yeah, that's interesting, too, if someone would go to Craigslist. Where do they go? Be like, well... I've tried all the restaurants. They're booked. <laughs> Let me try Craigslist. Let me try Craigslist. That's yeah. a great point, Amy. I just don't know how people are going to find him. I mean, or I'll put it on Facebook Marketplace. You know mm-hmm. how they have that in yeah. different cities. So I'm just wondering who wants to get in on the ground level. You're not asking for money. No, not right now. We don't need. This is a moneyless operation. It's just credit card numbers. And unless they cancel. But I don't understand it. Let's say, just bear with me here. Okay. Ray goes, I need to get into this restaurant. It's 7 p.m. But right. you have the reservation. Got it. But your credit card's on file. Yep. If you cancel, that just opens it up. That doesn't actually give him that reservation. But he's not going to go back to it. He's going to be stressing. He's like, I've got to get this. I've got to get it. i got to get it. What am I going to do? Where can I find it? He's going to start looking online. He's going to see my post, and he's going to contact me. You're missing my point. We're already beyond that. You have your credit card at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> if Ray wants your reservation, does he go with your credit card number? No, no, no. You cancel it. And then he has to go book it. He has. We have to re- change the credit card. I'll call him and be like, oh, sorry, can I use a different credit card? Oh, that's what you do. You and I give sense. his but credit Ray card. But Ray has to give you his credit card as well. Absolutely. The person that's buying it from you also has to give you their credit card number. Yep. There's no way this works. Because somebody you don't know, is they're not going to give you their credit card. Or they just show up and take the reservation under Lunchbox's name. Your credit card doesn't get charged if you show up. So That's they take true. the reservation uh, and then they pay you know for that? the meal. Great point, Amy. No, I didn't know that. I actually <laughs> pointed that out. Good job. Okay. See, so they don't need, I, I just yeah. need them, they'll, they'll Venmo me $75. Um, if That's we, what you're charging. And you yep. give them the code name for the reservation. Yep. Exactly. Which is? 
If we don't sell the reservation, how much is the charge? Probably a hundred bucks. <laughs> that's our loss. Yeah, yeah. they're out like so much money. It's but such that's a busy what night. That, that's what investing is. It's all it's a gamble. It's a oh, I just wanted to see what the risk was. Yeah, I know. I'm just letting you know. Don't this be scared of that. This isn't investing. It's a gamble. Yeah, there's a difference. No, no, like because you're gonna make money when we sell these reservations. So do just we go think- around the room and say like, are we in? Are we not? And then like, here's the thing. Amy wants to end the segment. She's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I hear you. Okay. And this Great isn't point. Just, this isn't um, limited to Valentine's Day. Yeah, this is just the start because then Mother's Day comes up. Oh, people, I need to take my mom to brunch. Oh, there's People no are reservation. Gonna ha- a- a- be angry at you because it's, it's. Are they going to be angry or are they going to think, man, you saved me? You saved me. Okay, Ray, no. are you in or out? You want to invest in this? Um, it's also Bay's credit card, and because of that, I'm out. <laughs> I would have done it, but I have her name on the card too. You'd be the only one to consider this. Well, I could do. I mean, I think it's an honestly a genius business idea. Nobody's ever capitalized on this market, and it's right. wide open right now. Is it though? Yes. A genius- just think. How many people thought scalpers were so stupid in the beginning? You're going to buy 100 tickets to that event? But you're actually buying something. You actually have something to resell. You don't own anything. I own that reservation. At any okay, point, so they could swipe it away from you, and it's, no, you don't own okay, it. so also, like a scalper situation, sometimes if they have leftovers, they're outside of the venue selling the tickets, so a lot of times have to go to the restaurant. People are walking by, hey, man, you need two? You need two seats? <laughs> Are you trying to do it? I got your reservation. <laughs> Did they tell you an hour and a half wait? I can get you in right now. So you're bucks. gonna have to hire people to stand in different cities to scalp your or we can do and once it. we scale it, yes. Okay. Okay, raise up. Uh, Morgan number two. I mean, I've been trying to make reservations at restaurants and I've had a lot of issues. So I know this is a thing. So I'm interested. But do you want to buy one from him or do you want to yeah, invest in this? I would like to invest. <laughs> Yeah, because so you would spend seventy five dollars to Hold guarantee on. you a meet a seat, and then have to pay on your meal for your meal. Well, I'm just saying, right now reservations are a hot commodity. Trying to find them is crazy. Even for a weekend, it's hard to find so them. So how's he even booking them right now? Well, he's booking them for Valentine's Day, yes. so it's out right now. So I'm saying lunchbox. I'm interested, but I want sixty percent of the company. Ooh. Wow, sixty percent. She got wow, you. How would you get sixty percent? I'm the no. Get out of like here with it, that, Morgan. I'm sorry. I, I I respect your offer, but I would like to hear from the other people Eddie, if I have other offers. Man, I love to gamble. And this sounds really cool. It sounds like we can make some money yes. if we do it right. Problem is, Lunchbox is in charge. I don't like his work ethic. If I, I were to come to you and say, I have the same idea, do you want to do it? Absolutely. Okay. I know your work ethic. You're a hard worker. Five restaurants? Dude, you'd be at 100 right now. I'm you, out. You, I'm out you, just because it's Lunchbox. 100? You can't go too big. If you scale too fast, then you go bankrupt. Amy. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not giving my credit card out. <laughs> I can't sit here and be like, hey, guys, you should really check out LifeLock. And then be like, take my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just randomly put it on places and sell it. Uh, I'm out. So the only per- person that you might have interest is Morgan. 60%? Well, I'm not giving up 60% of my business. But it's it's not a business. She could just do it herself. It's not like a business to give up. Okay. We'll see who wins. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go to court. Okay, keep us posted. Yeah, are you doing this? I am doing this. Okay. He already has five reservations. Yeah, five reservations. Has anyone asked for them yet? Not yet. I mean, because they're still a little bit out. I mean, you guys, the panic sets in about five days before when people realize, man, I, I oh, my wife been mentioned, mentioned in that restaurant. Oh, man, it's all booked up. Where can I find a reservation? Oh, Lunchbox has it. $75. I mean, we do have listeners all over the country. Exactly, guys. We have a built-in audience that needs reservations. <sighs> Let us know how it goes. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but you're not out any money. Not out any money. Yet. Yet. 
Okay. Yeah, because his card is just holding. Right. holding. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, Come they, February 14th, it might be like, charge, 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 yeah, I, mean, charge. I think you should hold it until the morning of the 14th, honestly. <laughs> that's the point. Because that's where, like that early afternoon, that's where you'd probably get your best business. So that's a risk, though, because they have your card, and if you cancel... And hey, starting a new business is risk. Sometimes you, you know, a lot of businesses. Tell me that, about that. Tell me yeah, about starting yeah, a new business. A lot no. of bi- new businesses they burn through cash, and so they're not uh, cash positive, and uh, so you're you're losing money the first year. That's fine. Lunchbox is a great opportunity. He may leave the show. He's so fan. This is be such <laughs> a big deal. You make so much money. You can be out of here. Yeah. Wow. It's time to open the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones, I need advice. My husband and I have had disagreements every night about the thermostat. I love sleeping with it set to 65 or 66, but he bumps up the heat every single night at 76. I come uncovered at night, rip off clothes, sweat, and cannot sleep. I'm a firm believer that you can always add more clothes or covers if you're cold, but you cannot take off more clothes or covers if you're hot, especially if there's nothing left to take off. How do we compromise? It is literally an argument every night because I will notice him turning it up and then I will turn it back down. Help! Sleepless in the South. We had this issue early-ish in our relationship because I like it cold too. Upper 60s when I sleep. (laughs) And we have found warmer blankets. But she gets very cold quickly, her feet and her hands. Um, But the more blankets we put on, the more that she can peel off. So... We had this situation. We added more uh, outside heat. We keep it cold, but we put more layers on the bed. And sometimes, even when it's cold, I stick one leg out of it. Um, aside from that, whenever we wake up in the morning, I wake up way before she does. I will go over to the thermostat and turn the heat on. Oh, that's nice. Because I'm leaving. So we've made little compromises like that. Um, there is a compromise here, but I believe what she believes. If you're cold, you can always put more on. But if you're hot, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You're butt naked and still sweating. There's nowhere to go from there. So I say put more covers, bigger comforter, give them an extra blanket, or you can just get two different bedrooms. It's one of the two. Okay. <laughs> Amy? Well, is could the compromise be somewhere in the numbers here too? Because I feel like they're kind of extreme. Like she's but then 66 nobody's and then fully he goes, happy. They can't meet in the middle at like Ugh. 70. Oh, right. 70 does not sound good to me. I'm on her side because I know what it's like. I need it to be cold. But 70 is like not, that's very different than 76. And 70 76, is very what different. is he thinking? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. so hot. Yeah, that, but, that's a, unless you're trying to save money on an electric bill, like if you're just doing that because that's how what you like, like were you born in the Jamaican rainforest? <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, well also, um, so my daughter likes it to be super warm and um, she okay, got it. Okay, she was born in Haiti and lived in yes, an orphanage. Yeah. so she was gifted a heated blanket for Christmas and it's like really soft and I'm always freaked out that it's going to like catch fire but so far we're good and we unplug it a lot but she sleeps with it and it's it, com- it brings her comfort so maybe for his side of the bed he could plug in a heated blanket as well. So what you do sleepless in the south you do add more covers you can probably bump it up a degree or two just to show that hey look I'm coming to your side a bit and then you go and buy him the gift of a heated blanket. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Like, I got you a gift, and I'm going to move it up a couple degrees and see how that works. I think that'll probably make him happy. Yeah, let us know. I mean, I'm sure this obviously is a common thing with a lot of relationships, so. 
But I'm on your team. Yeah. I would just say nothing. You won. <laughs> Keep it cold. Okay, that's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. Tell the show what happened to your friend. Okay. Me neither, but um, my friend, her fiance, they're shopping for like hot tubs and they go to hot tub sh- showroom. Okay. So there's all these hot tubs. And then the salesperson says, we have swimsuits that we loan out if people want to put them on <laughs> and get in the hot tub to take it for a little test run. Of course they didn't because she was grossed out by the fact, but the thought that that even exists. And I mean, I'm sure they wash the swimsuits, but I don't know. Just the whole thing just seemed a little bit weird, but I could see wanting to give your, your hot tub a little run. I think it's interesting that they have swimsuits there, but I... If I were going to shop for a hot tub and get in, I would take one with me. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, she just didn't even know that was an option, mm-hmm. so she wasn't even prepared for that. But you're right. That's a big purchase to not get in. But do you need to get in a hot tub to know? Yeah. I mean, like what's it going to do? It's going to be hot and it's going to bubble, right? Yeah, but the seats are different. Oh, the yeah. jets are different. Yeah, yeah. But you can get in without the rain water. <laughs> right. But no, no, I just think you should probably, I never thought about this, and I love a hot tub. I'm not big on a swimming pool. I'm not big on, I like bad, I like hot, hot. Bats, hot water. But I never thought about test driving it out. Yeah. But I guess you would need to. So take your own swimsuit when you got to shop. Or I no, mean, you don't have to. They got some there. No, I would not do that. <laughs> That's my point. I would not do that. I would not put on a used swimsuit. It's pretty gross. What's the rule of putting on a swimsuit to try on if you're going to buy one at the store? Like for, for women. I mean, I if I leave my my underwear on, but they have little strips in it. So they want you to put underwear on. I do. Do some people try it hard. on? They just go in a room and just get and put it on their privates. I assume that people do. Oh, That's why hmm. I don't. For guys, we don't have to worry about that because we're not trying on swimsuits. Right. We basically know medium, correct, large, and that works for us. But for you guys, That's not very different. Yeah, not the same at all. Yeah. And then you want obviously a full body that goes from your ankles to your wrists. Yes, it's <laughs> so, like a wetsuit. Yes, basically a yeah. wetsuit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, when you try to bed, you lay on a bed in store. Exactly. But do I mean, you do like it? But I want pajamas. That's right. what I was going to say. Like, yeah. they should, or they should allow you to put a curtain up and you get butt naked. Because yeah. <laughs> you sleep naked. Like, however yeah. you sleep at home, we're going to let you do this now. True, no, true. that's interesting. Do you like, because I love a hot bath. I love a hot tub. Yes. But I, it's hard for me to get into a bath when it's already full and it's as hot as I like it. Because I like to, I'm like, ooh, it's too hot, right? If it's full, it's like, ooh, it's too hot. I can't get in right now. And then I have to put cold water in. However, same temperature. If I start with no water in and I'm sitting there, I can turn it on and take it all the way up because my body slowly acclimates yeah. to wow. it. Wow, so there's like two types of people in this world. Those that sit in a bathtub while it's filling up. I have to to have it the temperature. So you get in there when it's mm-hmm. empty yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Yeah. fill up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure do. <laughs> what? what do you do in that time, Bones? I like can't. to kill... Just cold. I'm definitely cold because I'm on and he's like sitting there in fetal position waiting yeah. for it. And to there's fill. no water, and I look disgusting. My belly's all hanging over. <laughs> okay. I got a bath bomb in there that there's no water on it, but I need to be in the bathtub before the water gets like an inch deep, or I'm just too wimpy to get into the hot water. I need it to build. I like a lobster. I don't even mm. realize it's getting hotter. Oh. And next thing you know, I'm boiled. Oh wow. Mm. No, that's not a lobster. Is that a lobster? I was like, I don't know. That's I how they like die. lobsters get dropped in. Yeah, lobsters get dropped in. There's some animal, maybe a frog. You can heat up a frog in water, and oh, they don't realize it, and then sad. all of a sudden... Dang, dude. Oh, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> One of those animals, you do that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a lobster, is. You, they just throw it in. That sucks. I don't like that. But a water, the boiling frog, 
a frog can be boiled alive slowly because they can go in when it's warm and you can slowly turn the water up. Oh. And they won't really realize it. Uh-huh. They just fall asleep. And then all of a sudden they're they're frog. I wasn't legs. trying to take the story there, <laughs> but that's how I am in the bathtub. I like to get in, no water, let me have it. Okay, well, since I'm someone that goes in after the water's added, I want to give you this tip. You can wait for it to fill up, but don't drop your bath bomb in till the end. I don't because here's I told you. I don't like to get in after it's full because I can't take the I can't get into the water where the temperature I, it already is. Okay, I'm with you on that, but save your bath bomb once you get to the full point, then drop it in. Okay. It'll be more enjoyable. I just do two. I do one empty. <laughs> One later. More satisfying. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kane Brown and his wife Caitlin celebrated their newborn daughter with matching tattoos. Kane's tattoo says Cody and his wife's tattoo says Cody Jane on each of their arms. Jordan Davis talked about his friendship with Luke Bryan. We just talked about everything under the sun aside from music. And, um, you know, Luke kind of embodies what that song is. You know, a lot of people get to see Luke on American Idol or on stage, but Luke Bryan really is a great guy. Maddie and Tay shared what fans can expect from their new project, Through the Madness, Volume 1, dropping tomorrow. It's the classic Maddie and Tay, where we have too much to say, and so we just kind of write about it all and compile it into one project, and these eight songs are our hearts. I'm Morgan Number 2. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Donald, back in 1943, he was just about to graduate from high school. It was like weeks away, but then he got sent off to war. He even ended up in a German POW camp for like eight months. So fast forward, he's now 98 years old and he's hanging out at the West Texas VA. Man, that guy's had a life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 98, it was a POW? Wow. Okay, he's at the VA. So he mentioned to a social worker there, yeah, you know, I never got my high school diploma. Kind of a bummer. Well, Tess Gooding, the social worker, she went above and beyond, decided to figure out, okay, where'd you go to high school? She reached out to them. They went to the superintendent, school board, all the people that need to vote on the, you know, whether or not they can give Donald you know, a diploma, and they vote yes. They even tracked down a 1943 diploma so they could replicate it and make sure it looked exactly like it would have back then. What, made of rock? (laughs) (laughs) No, but like the design, (laughs) stuff like that changes. And uh, yeah, he was given- He got a tablet. (laughs) (laughs) Like Moses, they gave him a tablet of his diploma. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it was on paper. It was only 1943. I don't know, 43 sounds old. Hey, good thing they didn't make him go back to school and finish. No, but he was just weeks away. So you have one PE credit, you have Sorry. (laughs) You gotta go I gotta play dodgeball. (laughs) So it took 79 years to get, but That's awesome. he's super pumped to have it. Yeah, he pretty much clept out of everything by living yeah. life. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, awesome story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for Elder versus Millennial. It's Eddie, the oldest on our show. 42 years old. Versus Morgan, number two, the youngest on our show. 28 years old. Answering trivia questions about each other's generation. They each get three questions. Let's meet our competitors. Up first, the dad of four, the Hispanic who don't panic. You would find his face on a Raging Idiot CD case, and he lost a wheel this week. So, he'll have to wear boxers made of lace. (laughs) (laughs) It's producer Eddie! Let's go! His opponent, she runs all of our digital. From the Bobby Bones Show account, she will tweet... Standing proudly at five feet, and she's a vegetarian, so she doesn't eat meat, and isn't that neat? (laughs) 
Morgan number two. Let's go. Eddie, you're up first. Come on. Can you answer these three questions about Morgan's generation? We'll see. This was the theme song to which CW vampire teen starring Nina Dobrev. It premiered in 2009. Here's the theme. That's not Buffy. Vampire teen drama starring Nina Dobrev. Who is Nina Dobrev? Not a Dobro. Not like the little (laughs) instrument. (laughs) Nina Dobrev. Dobrev. Give me Witches of Waverly Place. Wow. That is so wrong. Wow. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Morgan. (laughs) It's Vampire Diaries. Oh. Correct. Okay. I'll remember that. Eddie, why not... And here's a clip of Why Not. And So Yesterday. Were both songs released in 2003 by what singer slash actor? Ooh. So Yesterday was a jam. So Yesterday? So Yesterday, so Yesterday. What year? 2003. 2003. Let's go Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I get it? No. 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 Morgan. I had this whole CD and had it on repeat. It's Hillary Duff. Correct. Oh dang. Eddie, this was a popular microblogging platform in the 2010s, where people would share short text and pictures. At one time, Taylor Swift had a very active presence on this website. What was the name of it? Short text and pictures. A popular microblogging platform in the 2010s where people would share short text and pictures. I also spent a good amount of time on this. Oh, yeah. I remember reading some of your work. Mm-hmm. Your work. That led you nowhere. The word work <laughs> led you nowhere. You worked on this yeah, uh, go ahead. lap. Um, I mean, short text and pictures. I mean, let's go Snapchat. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. You did it again. <laughs> Not right? No. Okay. No. No, no, no. Morgan? Um, I know what it is, and I can picture it, but the name escaped me, so I don't have it. No, like, no guess at all. You have time. Oh. Does she have time? Hey, Morgan, my work. Yeah. It's not Snapchat. <laughs> no, Eddie, it's not Snapchat. Say what it is again. Oh. A microblogging platform in the 2010s where you could share text and pictures both. Why can I not remember the name? Oh! The name is... Do you know what I mean? Yes. What? Tumblr. Tumblr. Yes. Yes, oh. <sighs> T-U-M-B-L-R. I can see it. I never worked with that. I did a lot of work. Bobby published <laughs> sure did. Over there. Yes. Okay, let's go on over, Morgan. These are your questions from Eddie's generation. Okay. This was the theme song to what WB teen vampire drama, which premiered in 1997. Here's a clip. I think Eddie said it when he was trying to guess mine. That's the only other vampire thing that I'm aware of is Buffy. I think that was a move, but I'm going with Buffy. That's all I got. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is correct. Oh. Yeah. Morgan, what band released Give It Away in 1991? Here's a clip of the song. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, 
I've heard the song. Don't know that I know the band. I think we've played it on the show. ACDC. Incorrect. <laughs> Eddie? Yeah, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Correct. Oh. Morgan, what type of candy became popular because of the movie E.T.? What candy? He ate him? The little alien guy ate him? Little alien guy. E.T. is alien. Skittles? Incorrect. Eddie? Reese's Pieces. Oh. Reese's. Reese's. He follows them all the way. Reese's. That is correct. Uh, however, Morgan yeah. number two with three and Eddie with two. Morgan oh, is our winner. Wow. Eddie, you got to get those steals when she misses one. Man, I just felt this morning, I was like, I'm just not feeling young. Everything oh, hurts. You. My body was hurting. I just didn't feel it. Uh, Morgan with three wins right now. Eddie Whoa. won. Wow. Cool, wow. cool, cool. Wow. There's our big winner. <laughs> nice job, guys. <laughs> Jason in Missouri is on the phone right now. Jason, what's going on, buddy? If you had to stop the show tomorrow, pick up a new job, a new career, what would you pick? What would you want to do for the rest of your life and why? All right, let's go around the room. Well, it can't be in, in this realm? Mm, I'm going to eliminate all media. Oh, oh nice. Because that's it. an easy pivot to go, oh, I would do comedy. I would do yeah. TV because I'm already, in a way, doing that. So we're eliminating all media. All media? What job would you do? Eddie? Yeah, I'm going to be realistic about it. Like, I always said fishing boat and everything, but I'm not going to make a lot of money being a fishing boat charter captain. So I want to start a taco truck. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Sell some tacos. Amy. Good one. Taco trucks. I got to go. I mean, I don't know. I would lean into, a, like, somewhere with, in the Haiti, like, doing something there. I know that that, but that's where, like, my heart is. I don't know. Maybe I could go work for some of the nonprofits that we work for. I don't know that I could visit there because travel there has been hard, but there's great organizations here that do great work there. I would open up a gym slash smoothie stand. Oh. And, in the same building. But you ha- you can't. You already have a gym. Take that off the table. Well, then you would do it I there. I would open up a smoothie stand. <laughs> in his gym. Why the smoothie stand? Because <laughs> I, would, I, would ha- I love smoothies. And my heart's there. Oh, yeah. Your favorite food groups are smoothies, soups, mm-hmm. and cereal? And potluck. Yeah, no. <laughs> Those are my four. Oh, yes. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Lunchbox? I'd be a real estate agent. They got it easy. They work one day, take three days <laughs> off. Uh, they do. Sell a house. They're set for two months. I mean, that's what I would do. Does anybody watch Selling Sunset? No. no I tried. It's too fake. I've never, I haven't, but I see people love it. Mike, do you watch it? Okay, it's so, it feels so fake. Yeah, I've tried to watch it. Um, and they, real estate agents work hard. I just want to say that for the record. <laughs> they do work hard. Yeah, they work hard. <laughs> All right, Jason, I appreciate that. What do you do for a living, buddy? Uh, I work IT for a couple of resorts, so I do uh, keep the internet up, all that cool stuff. Oh, cool. Can you hack? Uh, no, I'm not I'm not a programmer, Bobby. Yeah, wouldn't on. someone who's a hacker say exactly, exactly that? We got ourselves a hacker, yeah. friend. Yeah. Are you white hat or black hat? Uh, whichever one I need to be. Whichever one pays more that day. Black hat. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason, appreciate that call, buddy. Have a good day, guys. All right, see you later. I saw a story where Casey Musgraves was just in a piano bar playing piano in, like, Philly. Oh, cool. She went to the bar and hopped it. Wouldn't that be cool to see? Yeah. Yeah. A a celebrity doing their thing, but in a totally normal circumstance. Yeah. Like, you're just there to have fun, and they're playing. Um, Eddie said he saw a celebrity in the wild. I don't want to say where you saw them, though. You can be generic, because I never want to blow up anyone's spot. It was a sporting event. I'll say that. Okay. A kid's sporting event. Go ahead. And I show up with my kids, and they're getting ready to do to play. And I look up, and I'm, uh, I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. I mean, he looks familiar. 
And I just have to look. I start looking at his clothes. I'm like, oh, you didn't know immediately exactly. No, who no, it was? no, no, no. You you don't really. It didn't click at all. It just said. I just said he looked familiar. Hair's kind of messed up. Uh, he had a hoodie on, sweatpants, and like work boots. Bodyguards? Nope. No, 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 no. Just with other families, like kids, family stuff like that. And I go, oh my gosh, that is the chief. That's Eric freaking Church. Oh, that's cool. And he's just there gathering his stuff, getting ready to walk out, and we make eye contact. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my chance. Should I say like, and, and I don't know. I'm weird about it. I'm like, does he know me? Like, I know him. But and has he been to the studio? I don't think so. In the you, studio? You've done stuff with him, but elsewhere. Okay. So I, guess I'm like, I don't know if I should be like, hey, man, it's me, Eddie, you know, like Bobby Bone Show. And he looks at me, kind of smiles. Did you say that? No. Oh, oh my goodness. Whoa. Is that bad? I, I would Bones, I really thought about it. I was two seconds away from saying it. Okay, so you didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, go ahead. Why is that? Man, so I, I, we looked at each other. He kind of just gave me like a little nod. I gave him a nod, and then he walks off. That's and it. I, and that's, that's it. it. Well, what do you want me to do? Hey, you what's up, man? You could have said that. You looked at me like I should not say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. And I kind of, I, I would just say, hey, man, what's up? And then if he could put the pieces together, great. <laughs> but if not, I'm not going to be going, hey, this is who I am. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. I know them, obviously, but maybe they listen to the show. Maybe they remember me from being in the studio. And so I was just hoping he'd be like, how you doing, Eddie? Have, Never have you did. met Eric? I've met him a couple times. I saw him at a bar one time, and he was behind the bar, and no one recognized him. I'm telling you, when he doesn't have sunglasses on, it's he doesn't hard. look like Eric Church. Yeah. And he was slinging Where drinks back there. Where have you met there. him? There, at the bar. I met okay, him well, there. So he wouldn't know you from there. So he wouldn't no. know me from the bar. Oh, uh, that was probably like six years ago, yeah, six seven years ago. Years ago. <laughs> okay. And then where else did I meet him? We met him somewhere, an interview. You and I went somewhere to go interview him. Like 10 years ago. Right. There's uh, no chance he would have known you. The only thing he would have known would have been if you'd have said from the Bo- Bobby Bone show. Yeah. yeah. And like emphasize yeah. Bobby Bone. Yeah. Right, right. But right. Eddie, acted like, Eddie acted like Eric Church looked at him and acknowledged him like, yeah, I recognize you well, too. No, he probably just acknowledged you because he's a nice guy. We locked eyes. Okay. We have okay. to stop that. See? <laughs> We have to stop the lock And you didn't guys. even go up and talk to him. I no. can't believe you blew your opportunity. I get scared, man. When you see celebrities in the wild, I oh, know I they're just too. like us. I wouldn't go up to Ben Folds in the airport. And he may not even be famous to some people. But Ben Folds has, she's a brick and I'm drowning slowly. So he has, he has a bunch of songs. If I'm a massive fan, I wouldn't walk up to him. Yeah. I just stared at him. I was like, there's Ben Folds. Um, another time, and it's just funny how life comes back at you, Matt Carney. Saw Matt Carney in the airport <laughs> with Eddie. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there's Matt Carney right we there. We Googled just to make sure. I was like, okay, let's Google because I was going to make sure. And it was Matt Carney. Smash cut. We became kind of buds. He played at Caitlin and I's oh, yeah. when we got engaged. Oh, you guys yeah. are friends. Yeah. Oh, now we play. Yeah, we're friends now. So you're saying if I could have just gone to you the could've, chief. He could have then played for you and your wife's next engagement. I mean, smash cut. We're at a birthday party together. Hanging yeah. out. Hanging out. God, I missed out. Being like, dude, do some talent. It's unbelievable that he's just there. And I'm talking like. Hundreds of parents, and not one person recognized him. Not that. Probably people be. are letting him live his life. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And there As are probably I on a much smaller level, some people letting you live your life when you're out, too. Thank you. No, no, no. I wasn't meaning that as a... <laughs> That's very nice of you, Bones. <laughs> you didn't just yell, Chief! No, no, no. But as soon as he left, I told my whole family, I'm like, you know who that was? And that's a great. <sighs> but he's kind of there with the kids. Yeah. So don't really bother. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kids. Yes. You know? Pretty darn cool, man. Uh, it is cool. No, no, it's really cool. Really that cool. That's cool. Ashley, you are on the air. Ashley in Arkansas. Hi. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. 
I was calling because I know a few weeks ago you guys had talked about, like, whenever Cheer come back for the second season, you were a little apprehensive about investing some time into it, which I was this way. And um, it, it's actually really good. They, they did a great job with it. I love the so. first season of Cheer. I just haven't found myself craving the need for a second season of it. And also they talk about the kid who got in trouble for – uh, soliciting minors. Yeah, Jerry. I don't know if I want to walk through that right now. I don't know if that's the, the season of emotion for me. How deep do they go into that? They really went into it, and they, they just handled it very, very well. And I, I I was the same way. I was like, oh, do I really want to, like, have this person, like, and really get into everything that went on. But they, they dress it, you know, like, I don't know, I think about uh, episode five. Anyone so. watching Cheer Season 2? Nope. No. Did, did everybody seen, love season one? Yes. Yeah, season one was great. It's great. Yeah, and I, I, I even saw someone say, yeah, if you if you liked season one, season two is way better. And I like Monica, Coach Monica, a lot. Yeah. I've gotten to know her a little bit mm-hmm. um, through Dancing with the Stars. So, okay, well, I appreciate that call. Maybe that will be, you know, the... Put it on the radar again. The little, put it on the wheel. The little thing say. that makes me do it. <laughs> All right, Monica, uh, Ashley, thank you. I think. Bye-bye. Watching Ozark right now, which, by the way... I'm going to interview Laura Lenny after the show today. Laura Lenny is the wife on Ozark. Oh, That's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. So, but again, it's weird because I can't really ask questions about the show specifically to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. So I'm super pumped to do the interview, <laughs> but I can't really ask or at least air things that I, or maybe we do an interview and we cut it up and we go, if you want to hear the spoiler parts of it, listen to the end of the podcast, oh. but we don't put it on the air, but yeah. we put the on air part, non-spoilers. That could be cool. I wonder what her rules are, you know, like what can she say? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to talk to her. It's pretty cool. Any questions you think I should ask her? Well, I have to think about it. I don't know. Okay. I wonder if it's uh, uh, like how, the toll it takes on her having to play such a dark role. Because I can't, I feel like she's deep down, she's definitely not that person. Even her character is, you know what I mean? Or maybe she is. No. What if she says that? She goes, no, I'm really dark and I like Margaret. <laughs> and it just, I really get to be me. <laughs> um, but we're going to have her on next week. We'll air it next week. Mm-hmm. But I maybe do it, do it that way. I'll do an extra long interview and we cut out the spoiler part and put it cool. at, at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I have the top food-related arguments that couples have. Okay, top good. five. Go ahead. Okay, what, what groceries to even buy and like how to budget for groceries? Ours is what groceries to buy, meaning what do you want to eat? We can never decide on what we want to eat. Because she'll cook whatever. She's like, do you want salmon? Do you want to have some steak? And I'm like, I don't care. Well, she's like, but no, tell me something. <laughs> okay, well. It, we have the same problem when we're looking for places to eat where she doesn't care. So it's groceries. I'm like, you'll you'll pick somewhere good. And she's like, no, give me some. And on picking places to go eat out, she's like, just pick somewhere good. <laughs> yeah, just pick one. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of the same thing. Well, five rolls into four with what to actually cook for dinner. And at number three, um, whoever cooked followed the recipe incorrectly. Kind of ruined the whole deal. She doesn't ruin anything. I can ruin something pretty quickly, especially if I'm doing like HelloFresh and I, I'm like, you know, I don't want to open that. <laughs> and so I'll just, you know how sometimes people will put together something and there's a couple parts missing on the side? Yeah. Like I'll finish a HelloFresh <laughs> and there are two things that I never used. Uh, and I'm like, oh boy. I'm like uh, you left out the chicken. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm like, uh, and then I'll just look at her, see if she notices and, she, and she'll just be happy I cook because I almost never do it. And she'll be, she'll go, it was good. And I'm like, oh crap, she noticed. <laughs> So you mentioned like not cooking or like almost never doing it. That's at number two. My partner doesn't cook as often as I would like them to. Uh, Do you think she has frustration around your lack of cooking? Yeah. I saw too, <laughs> sure. just a little yeah. like random thing here. I did see a headline that 
most people, like if they see their partner cooking, it's a more intimate like situation than you know what. What? No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. No, no chance. I promise you it's not. That's what it says. Throw that away, Amy. Yeah, it, says, it says if you're looking to please your partner, start in the kitchen, not the bedroom. <laughs> the kitchen may lead you to, but not. Okay, yeah. okay. Back back to the list. Back to the list. In at number one, the, the number one thing we're arguing about is where to go out to eat. Mm, got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that we, not an argument, but she doesn't eat condiments. She's never had, a, never had mustard, never had Crazy. ketchup, never had mayonnaise. She's so grossed out by it, she won't even touch the bottle. Crazy. And that's all. I'm like, hey, would you grab the mustard? She's like, <laughs> you no. do that. She's like, would you bare hand dog poop? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so that's our issue there. So John Krasinski is working on a movie. It's called If, and he's going to be reuniting with Steve Carell for the first time since The Office. So it's not a movie about The Office, but they're going to be reuniting a little reunion. Ryan Reynolds is also in it, and it's a story about a child's journey to rediscover their imagination. Okay, and? And Tim McGraw was asked how he stays relevant 30 years into the business, and he said it's a delicate balance of staying true to his core while incorporating things he hears and learns along the way. It's like, stay fresh, but don't compromise. Huh. That's the tagline. I don't really get it. <laughs> it means remember who you are at your core, but you know you can still evolve and change, but don't lose who you are. It's a pretty generic answer. I wish yeah. you'd have really given us some tips. Like, hire my friend Chris. He watches TikTok and tells me what TikTok <laughs> right. to do. You don't think Tim handles his own TikTok no, no, content? No, no chance. No. Someone for sure goes, hey, dude, you should do these because these are becoming big. Tr- I don't think Tim's That's swiping him around on TikTok. And fresh. probably reminds him, hey, we got to do those videos today. Remember I told you? And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. And it's like, Tim, just say your, say things are lit in the next interview. <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, that's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A family in Alabama was having a little birthday celebration at the house when one of the little girls wandered into the street. And all of a sudden, her six-year-old brother looks up, sees a car coming. And he's like, no! Runs in the street and pushes his sister out of the way before she can get hit by the car. But he... Took the brunt of the force from the car. He got hit. He got hit, but went to the hospital with just a couple bumps and bruises, and he's at home. Firefighters walking him home with a fire truck. He got to ride in it, tour it, and sit in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do that, too. Right. I know they do that for five- and six-year-olds, and that'd be fun, wouldn't <laughs> I'm it? I'm sure we could arrange that. To ride in a fire truck? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You want to go on a run or, like, just ride around the block? I want to go on a run. I want to oh put a fire out. Like, call me when there's a... <laughs> What do they call it? A level four? Yeah, a four alarm. Four, four alarm. alarm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's tough. Hey, don't wake. I won't wake up for anything less than a three alarm. <laughs> but crazy. a four alarm, I'm ready to go. That's awesome. What's that kid's name? Oh, it doesn't say. It just says six-year-old boy. Hey, six-year-old boy. <laughs> there he is. Oh, there he is. Caden. Caden Reed. Say to sister Casey. There you go. Caden, nice job, buddy. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's talk to Katrina, who's calling us right now. Uh, I just wanted to um, give all the public health workers, um, all the hospital workers, you know, going through this, dealing with COVID. We're really taking it on right now. Um, We're working short-staffed. We're sick ourselves. You know, we're really going through it. And I just feel like, you know, we've been forgotten a little bit. And COVID just kind of became like a normal thing. And people don't realize that, that... that, that employee that you're talking to, you know, is having a rough day. They're short-staffed, and they, you know, they're being rude. 
you know, patients are being rude. And we just, we feel like we've just kind of been forgotten about. So I just wanted to give all of them, you know, all my girls at the health department here in Tennessee, a little shout out, kind of start their day off good. Well, I agree with everything you just said, and I'm glad you said it. So we'll definitely uh, say that. We'll we'll, uh, echo your comments, and we just put you on the air. So thank you for calling in. All right. Thank you so much. All right. See you later. I went to the doctor for a shoulder issue, and it was so full of people that were there for COVID Mm. that you really couldn't do it. All the lines were backed up, obviously, and everybody was irritable. It almost felt like the DMV on steroids. Oh, man. Because everybody was just in an upset mood because you were either there for something that wasn't COVID and you were like, holy crap, what's going on? Or you're there for COVID and you're like, holy crap, what's going on? And I just felt bad for the people working there. So what she said, uh, I co-signed that. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the investigative morning corny. Let's go. The morning corny. What do you call a stubborn pig on a leash? A stubborn pig on a leash. Oink. A dog would go on a leash, right? So pork oink, a stubborn Bacon. pig. What's stubborn? A stubborn pig stubborn. on a leash. What does a leash have to do with it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like a pet collar oink. Oh, collarbone. Stubborn. Stubborn. Oh, Swine. Donkey. What's another word for stubborn? I don't know. What do you call a stubborn pig on a leash? A stubborn pig. What's another word for a pig? A pig. Swine. Um, hog. A stubborn. Pig. What do you call a stubborn pig on a leash? Oh, I don't know. I just so so like what do you a dog a uh, collar? What's water? the leash have to do with? That's it? what yeah. I'm thinking. What's a, a leash leads them? Walking walks them, pulls them. Swine leader, line leader, bacon leader. Bacon. <gasps> bacon. Well, yeah. Bacon. But... Leashed, <laughs> leashed bacon. What do you call a stuff? Why did you guys on gas? a leash? <laughs> well, Eddie did. Eddie well, bacon, bacon was just another the... word that came bacon. up. Bacon. Bacon. Slaughter. Whoa, Ooh, easy, whoa. bud. Well, don't you slaughter a pig? <laughs> Sometimes. Pork rind. Oh, pork rind. What do you call a stubborn pig on a leash? 20 seconds. Bacon pork. Porky pig. Leading to the slaughter. Pork. Leading. Pulled pork. pork. Pulled pork. Because it's pulling the leash. Come on. Let's go. Pulled pork. Pulled pork. FTW. For the win. That's right. <laughs> Amy, go. <laughs> the morning corny. What do you call a stubborn pig on a leash? Teller bones. What is it? <laughs> Pulled pork. Let's go. Wow. Wow. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Great Let's job. Go, boys. All right. I was reading an article from Entertainment Weekly, and they have a list of the best TV show theme songs since the year 2000. They have number one. As I don't even know this show. It's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend from the CW. Here's the theme song. I'm just a girl in love. Anyone watch this? No. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, me either. Got pretty good scores on Rotten Tomatoes. But the rest of these you may know. Here's number two. See if you know this one. California, here we come. Right back where we started from. California. California. Come on, Amy. So, yeah. What you may say it? Yeah. The OC. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Do you know this one? From the 2000s? Uh-huh. Yeah. The succession. Succession. Oh, wow. See, the difference, and what's happened in television is, for like 10 years, they didn't make a lot of theme songs because they thought, well, if you're watching it on TV, it's going to, you may change the channel because who wants to sit through a theme song? 
But what's happened now is in streaming, you can now skip the theme song or you can listen to all of it. Do you guys skip? Always. Yeah. Yes. The only one I don't skip is The Office because I feel like that's going to be bad luck for my entire day. <laughs> so Funny. I can't ever skip The Office. <laughs> the one that I skip, though, because it's freaky, is Yellow Jackets. That theme song, oh, I skip yeah. every time. It scares me. Mm. And when you watch Yellow Jackets, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, here's number four, which I just told this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Bad luck. I never skip it. Now we have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> and I count the drums. <laughs> number five. Amy, name this one. Walking Dead? Mm, no. Oh, Game of Thrones? Ooh, yeah. I never watched that. That's intense. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Number six, go ahead. If you're out on the road, yeah. Gilmore Girls? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I wouldn't have known that one. I know that's Carol King's voice, though. All you have to do is call that's not. My name and I'll be there on the next train. Maybe that's not. Is that? I don't know. I know that's a Carol King song. Morgan's singing it like You like that? Oh, I love Gilmore Girls. Wow. Okay. Uh, number seven. Hit this one. Close your eyes, Amy. You know this one. Oh, yeah. What is I'm it? Mad Men. Yeah, got it. This is the one I played before the break. Mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. At number nine, I don't think I would have ever gotten. I want to do bad things with you. Is that Dirk Bentley? I don't think so. <laughs> the guy's name is Jace Everett, who's singing the song. What is it? True Blood. Never watched it. And then the final one is this one here. Girl, girl next door, or the girl neighbor, or Zoe Deschanel. Girl, friend. What's that one? Is that right? New Girl. New Girl. New girl. Yeah. yeah. That's that her is, singing, that's too. That's right? singing. Yeah, yeah. We have kind of a theme song. We had a listener who made this, and we play it during the post show sometimes. But I need we need like a like one that would be palatable to our radio audience. Yeah. You know, a little more guitar, a little, and only like 30 seconds long. But here is our version that we play on the post show sometimes by our, the rapper. K9. K9. Okay, go ahead. Intro for Bobby. Going hard like I'm aiming. Chilling with my boy Box and producer Eddie. Intro for the show, and you know we all read it. M2 and Sizz and Chug and Seltzer. Scuba Steve. The Bobby Bone Show. I love it. Yeah. Me too, just probably not for the on-air version of this. But if we had something a little more, I don't know. Like, like, like country. Like The Office, but country? No, like not like piano. The Office at all. Like, no. Just Our own. No, I'm. Yeah, but not just unique. Yeah, not an instrumental. Like words. Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. Like an instrumental or words? Words. Okay. Yeah, words. All right, what are we going to do? Well, we if anyone, get working or anyone want to do it? Yeah, somebody do it for us. Send us in 30-second versions. Love it. If so, I'll tell you what. If someone can nail it, I'll give them 500 bucks. Wow. Whoa. I'll just pay them out of my own money because they're not going to give me any money to do this. <laughs> $500? Yeah, if we decide to use it and you give me the rights to it to play on the show every day, I'll give somebody 500 bucks. 
Five hundred dollars every time it plays. No, okay. no, no, no. Wow, wow. <laughs> five hundred bucks straight up. Walker Hayes did the original theme song for my podcast. That's I got true. in on that early. Ground level, yeah, yeah ground level. Because like, Steve. so I think it's a great day. I love it. We have a lot of aspiring artists out here in Nashville. But the thing I have is where they're going to submit it, just so that we can get it. No and idea. It's up to them. Okay. I'm, I don't come up with the solutions. I just come up with the problems. <laughs> so do you want to figure out a solution really quick so we can so we can get these? Uh, well, how about just, email the mailbag and put in the title theme song? There yeah. we go. Yeah, okay. There you go. Scuba right. Steve. Or just go to like Lunchbox's house and like. No, play no, don't, okay. don't do that. Don't do that. No. People yeah. already do that. So give the mailbag address. Mailbag of bobbybones.com. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a file and put in the title. Theme we didn't song. as you can see, we didn't talk about this at all before all caps, I went on the air. Theme song. Yeah, theme song. That helps. And if we we'll play some on the air, and if one's we'll bring the winner up to play. Oh, that's so cool. It and then we'll, I'll give him five hundred bucks. Wow. We can do this, right, Scuba? Legally? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's an awesome idea. We should definitely do it. All right. Anybody want to contribute? Uh, right. Money? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, 500 That sounds like a good price. <laughs> All right. Someone bought an old, odd wood and wicker chair for $7 at a thrift store. And they were like, well, this looks interesting. Let's see what some of these markings are. And it valued at $21,000. And they sold it oh. at an auction. She bought it for $7 at a thrift store. When she got home, she's just like, man, it looks so interesting. And so she emailed a design specialist who we have someone like that on our show, Dr. Lori. She went to her version of this and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not burn that as firewood. Oh. Heck, don't even sit in it. Wow. So it's a 1902 work and it sold for $21,874. That's from UPI. I could understand the luck of finding the chair, but I would never follow through to see if it's actually worth something. I would just be like, well, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> but boy, is it comfortable. Let's get a cushion and put in it. I mean, I'm wondering, did it must have belonged to someone special or what? I like, think it was the designer. Oh, the designer. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. A 1902 work of Austrian artist Coleman and Mosier. Oh, yeah. And everybody wants a Coleman and Mosier. Of course. Right. I mean, that's the one, <laughs> one kind of chair you want in your house. I never even heard of that person. So this is what's been happening in our company. And it's why I have trust issues with opening things in emails from our company that says, hey, you want a $100 gift card? Or or really clicking any link at all now. Apparently, scammers are now targeting people that work for iHeartRadio, which is what we work for. So there's an email. This is a real-life attempt. Someone that works in our company got a text. Hey, Jennifer, I'm at a conference right now. I can't talk on my phone, but let me know if you get my text. Thanks. Bob Pittman. Oh. oh. Now, Bob Pittman, for our listeners, is our CEO of, of the entire company. Just a guy that's done so much in media, started MTV back in the day, and has a crazy resume that leads him all the way now to being CEO of this company, and it has been for a long time. So let me know if you get my text. Signed, Bob Pittman. So someone's going to be like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the boss is texting. And most people won't have his name saved in their phone. They won't know his personal cell phone. Mm-mm. So they may be like, uh-oh, what if this is? I don't want to challenge this. <laughs> so this is a real-life example. She wrote, hey, Bob, this is Jennifer. You may have mistaken me for another Jennifer that you're trying to reach. Thanks. And he said, no, I have an urgent, urgent task for you, though. Are you available? And she's like, I'm happy to help, Bob. Okay, thanks for your response. Okay, I'm on a conference call meeting right now, and I need to provide a client with some gift cards. Can you confirm if you can get to an Apple store nearest to you? What? And so, oh. <laughs> and I'm not just reading this because of people that work for this company, but if anyone's ever asking you for gift cards, again, if Cole Swindell 4268 on Instagram hits you up and says, I'm Cole Swindell, this is my secret account. I need Amazon gift cards. That's not real. No one wants gift cards unless they're a scammer. So in this company, 
they're posing as Bob Pittman. In real in real life, they're posing as Cole Swindell yeah. or Brett Eldridge. Never go buy gift cards and give them to anybody. No one's ever going to ask for money. Yesterday, was somebody called and said Luke Combs' charitable foundation said he won $50,000. And he was like, is this real? The only thing I could think was going to happen is they were going to go, hey, you're going to need to pay like 500 bucks for us to be able to send it to you. Because that wasn't real either. But anyone that works in this company would be rattled if they got a text from Bob Pittman. And they would go like, yeah, what do you need? You need an iPad? What do you I'm need? on my way. <laughs> oh. uh, I would have fallen for it. I'm in the car right now. Yeah. <laughs> so just as a PSA to you guys that are listening to the show, if someone reaches out to you and wants anything, don't give it to them. Because it is not legitimate. If you reach out to someone with a blue check or you reach out to an organization, I would then follow up in a different line of communication, not just the same Instagram or Twitter line. Yeah, try to triple check it somehow. Mm. You know how you have the two-factor authentication sometimes? You try to log into Twitter and then it comes around on your phone. Yeah. It goes, here's a code. I'd reach out through phone after I talked to them on Instagram, text. I'd call somebody. So just be careful. That's all this is, is a be careful, <laughs> be careful, be careful. Now there's going to be that one time where Bob Pittman's really trying to get a hold of somebody to do something. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Bob. Like, he really is like, hey, Bobby, can you give me some uh, uh, California pizza kitchen coupons? And I'm like, yeah, right. No way, dude. Sucker. Hey, even if it is Cole Swindell, though, like, don't give him money because he has enough money, right? Well, Cole hasn't asked me for money since mm, You Should Be Here came out. All right. After that came out, yeah. he was good. The He's guy's been all fine good. financially. Yeah. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Jerry Mills is a former firefighter and a registered nurse now, and he's a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and he's at the playoffs game. He's tailgating with his buddies, drinking some beers, when he looks over and sees a guy collapse. He's like, oh, man. He's like, well, I'm trained in this, so he runs over there, checks his pulse. Nope, he's in cardiac arrest, so he starts performing CPR, brings the guy back to life, and they wait for EMS to show up, and as EMS is taking him up, he again goes into cardiac arrest, so everyone starts again, CPR, CPR again. Brings the guy back to life. He finally makes it to the hospital. Everyone's good. They save his life. And then Jerry gets to go to the playoff game. Really? As a hero. <laughs> How cool is that? His seats better have been upgraded. Yeah. All right. Yeah, On the that, field. And it's a great time to be a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Of course. Because they're playing in the AFC Championship, which they haven't done. Yes. Since I rem- since I was a kid, Boomer Esiason was the quarterback back in the day. That was my role model as a kid. I, I was quarterback up until like eighth grade. Well, maybe they're doing so left good. Hand, left-handed quarterback like Yeah, me? Boomer. Hey, I'm really talking about my high school career here. Stop for a second. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead, I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think the Bengals are doing well because of Jerry. You know what? If that's Why not? what we're going with, let's Why go with not? it. Hey, shout out Jerry. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and check on the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A South Dakota police officer went above and beyond by delivering a food order after arresting the DoorDash driver. (laughs) A ring doorbell video captured the moment a Sioux Falls police officer, Sam Burr, walked up to the customer holding the order, which would be weird. You get a knock on the door, and you're like, ah, it's the food. Oh, it's a cop. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here's a clip of the officer ringing the doorbell with the food. No, I'm not who you're expecting, um, but your driver got arrested, so I figured I'd complete the door now for you. Take care. Thanks! That's pretty funny. Yeah. I would be scared if a cop showed up to the door. For yeah. sure. Oh, nervous. And I didn't do anything wrong, but I would still be like, why well, is a cop here? Yeah. What do they think I did? Right. The DoorDash driver was arrested during a traffic stop for warrants. All real. All legit. Some people said that was fake. It wasn't. It was absolutely real. Good for that cop for going, let me... 
does the cop go, hey, what's the address? While he's putting him in the back seat. Yeah, like, all right, buddy, lower your head, pushes him down. What's the address? Take this food. And then if the door dash driver had any sort of integrity, I cannot release that information, officer. Oh, wow. That guy just sold everybody out. <laughs> he sure did. A 36-year-old man in Frankfort, Kentucky, was arrested for stealing women's underwear. And he had quite a collection. They found 100 pairs. Hmm. Oh, man. Authorities in Frankfort said they've arrested a burglar who stole women's underwear from various homes in the mobile home park. Uh. 36-year-old John Hawkins III was arrested Saturday after a, quote, lengthy investigation. They just found a bunch of underwear. Weird that that's his thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gosh. Uh. He uh, apparently, allegedly, the speculation is when people would leave their mobile home, he'd sneak in, steal their underwear. They'd be like, where's my underwear? You don't call the cops because of missing underwear. Right. And if you're only stealing underwear, you're never going to get the popos called on you. Because you're All only right. stealing, a, if you're stealing money, you're stealing electronics. But you go, you grab a thong or two. <laughs> yeah, but in the movies, the thong or two always it leads out to well, the Oh, I, I would yeah. imagine He's, someone that's stealing thongs probably has other thoughts. Even yeah. if you acted on them. Yeah. What's he doing with these things? We don't, just collecting. <laughs> nah. He was arrested and charged with seven counts of burglary. He's currently being held in the Franklin County Detention Center. That's freaky. It doesn't say he's stolen anything else, though. That's from WDRB.com. Deputies extended a search warrant at his home and discovered 100 pairs of women's underwear and bras that have thought to have been stolen from homes in Franklin County. Hey, maybe he was just reselling them. No, he had them all. Or he's wearing them. Like (laughs) 100. He had a need. Yeah. He had a need. Uh, NASA believes it has found evidence of life on Mars. NASA spotted some signs of life on Mars as the Curiosity rover brought back acceptable supporting evidence. The rocks collected by the rover are reviewed by NASA scientists. Uh, it's going to be some sort of tiny, nothing that's going to attack us probably. The, life on Mars, if you ever hear that, that's not real. We've seen enough times to know there are no alien men. No Martians. Alien women. No one going to come destroy us. That would come from a place that we don't know yet. You know, there are millions of solar systems. We can really only see ours and a little bit outside of our one. Yeah. And also people are like, well, if they're aliens, wouldn't they already attack? I'll make the analogy again. If you're walking in the woods, Amy, or you're walking on your trail, because you go trail walking, Uh and you see an anthill like four feet off the trail, do you ever walk over and just kick it and stomp it for no reason? No. No. Why? Definitely not. Because just let them be in their little anthill. Right. We're probably the little anthill. But my kids do it sometimes. So maybe there's like a kid alien out there that's going to yeah. kick us one day. But well, that's the, what I worry about. Idiot aliens. The, the kid would have to figure out how to make it all happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got me there, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Uh, finally, zoos are continuing the Valentine's Day tradition of naming cockroaches after exes. <laughs> People looking for a little revenge this Valentine's Day have opportunities at several zoos around the country to stick it to an ex. The Bronx Zoo and the Brookfield Zoo in Chicago will let you name a cockroach after your ex. Ugh. Lehigh Valley Zoo in Pennsylvania will let you name a feeder cricket after your ex and watch them be fed to the zoos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Animals, yeah. Maybe something about this might be therapeutic for somebody. I don't know. For more variety, the San Antonio Zoo will let you name a roach, farm-frozen rat, or a veggie after an ex-partner, mm. and then it'll be gobbled up by the animal. Mm. You can watch that. That's from Fox News. If you do this, you aren't over them. Yeah, but maybe this is their way of like being like metaphorically, okay. I'm gonna get a farm frozen Fine. rat and have it fed, and I'm gonna it's gonna be eaten and then gone. As long as you can admit that. Yeah. But nobody that is healthy in a place with an ex names a roach after their ex. Right. Or names a piece of broccoli after their ex and watch it be eaten <laughs> by an animal. Like you don't do that. 
so it's not funny. And yeah, we've been broken up. I just thought it would be funny to do this. No, no, you're not over them. So go for it, because I think all of it goes to charity. But we know. I wouldn't even tell your friends you're doing it. They'll hold that against you Heck forever. No. Yeah. Well, anyway. uh, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Let's go talk to Crystal, who's on the phone. We are talking about a chair earlier. One bought it for 7 bucks. It ended up being worth, what, 100000 Is that what it was? 21000 Whatever. It was like 30 minutes ago. Give me a break here. <laughs> uh, Crystal, you're on the air. Oh, morning, studio. Morning. Hey, yeah, I was just um, kind of telling my story. I had something similar happen um, a long time ago, but... Um, I went to an estate auction or an estate sale with my par- my parents, and um, walking around, I saw a painting on the wall, and it said 1863 in the corner. It was $10, and I was like, ooh, what a good deal. So I buy this huge painting, take pictures of it, um, send them up to Sotheby's, the auction house in New York, and um, it got listed for auction, the... Um, Estimate was fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars because it was some famous artist. Um, But they wanted three thousand dollars to send it to Italy because there was only one person in the world who could authenticate it. Um, I was young and broke. Um, We had just gotten married, so I ended up making a side deal and selling it for like ten thousand dollars. And now it's over in a museum in Italy. Wow! So you bought it for how much again? $10. $10. And you sold it for 10000 <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. But because you saw the number, because you saw the year on it. Yeah, I saw the year, and I saw a guy's name, and I was like, it was old, you could tell. Um, so I just, I got it, and I still kick myself because I know it could have gone, and it was worth so much more. But I didn't have money to send it, and I didn't know what else to do. And Yeah. You know, we made good money, but we could have made so much more. I would just think, too, I get that that's probably legit, but I would have to wonder if I'm sending $3,000 in a painting, like, am I ever going to see anything again? I think I'd get an investor, like somebody who had money, and be like, hey, I'll give you half this if you pay for this. Well, that's smart. And hand deliver it myself. Well, they're paying for it, so I'm not going to be out any money, and yeah. I've only lost 10 bucks. I think it'd be worth the risk there. Okay. But I think I'd have been like, okay, uh, Uncle Charlie... If you want to pay for this, mm-hmm. they're saying it's worth a whole lot, and I'll cut you in at 40%, and then we'd make a deal to get to 50 <laughs> but I'd hold on for every percentage point. Uh, that's awesome. You made 10000 bucks. I know I get a little bit you're like, dang, what could have been? But 10 bucks and a 10000 Amazing. That's a pretty good investment. That's a pretty good ROI, as they say. <laughs> hey, thank you for the call. We appreciate that, Crystal. Hey, no problem. Have a good day. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Earlier in the show, I mean way early, Lunchbox says, hey, I have an idea for Valentine's Day. I want to start a business. So just briefly explain your business idea to folks. Is you find all the good restaurants in town and you book up all the good reservations and then you sell them to people because they're going to be freaking out because they don't have a reservation for Valentine's Day. And you asked us to be involved by? Yes, by giving me your credit cards because they make you put your credit card down at these restaurants. So I need more credit cards to put a lot of reservations in. Lunchbox is one step away from being one of those scammers we're talking about earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Give me your credit card. Trust me. Uh, So has anyone on the show in the past few hours said, I'm in? No. I've been waiting for someone to hit me up like, hey, guys, I didn't want to be on air in, but I'm in. So no. Garrett in Georgia, you're on the show. You want to talk about this? Hey, good morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, so Lunchbox, I I don't know if you've ever heard of the company called Snagastool by any chance. No. 
Hey, so that company was on Shark Tank a few years ago, and uh, the company actually flopped. They didn't end up getting a deal whatsoever, but they had a very similar concept where they pay restaurants for a couple of their seats. That way, when the restaurant uh, or bar gets busy, they have a couple seats that people can then pay them for. Uh, unfortunately, the company never had but 2,000 followers on Twitter and only operates in a few small cities, but they, uh, they ended up becoming a flop. And unfortunately, I think that's what might end up happening with your idea because there's just not enough demand. But I'm willing to bet $100 of Bobby's money that you won't sell all of your current reservations that you have. Well, I don't want money to be involved in this. However, I agree with him. These reservations that Lunchbox is already holding, what, two in Austin, two yep. in Nashville, one in Vegas. Yep. You're not going to sell them. Right. But y'all, hearing this, I'm also like, Lunchbox has seen every episode of Shark Tank oh, you ever. Think he stole the so oh, is, good he, point. is he like recycling ideas? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I just said I've never heard of yeah, this. What okay. did I just say? Yeah, have but, you seen every episode of Shark Tank? I think I have, but, I, <laughs> oh, okay. but I've never heard he of Snag and Stool. that one. I had to Google it, and I've never seen this one. Hey, Garrett, we appreciate the heads up. <laughs> I agree. I don't think he's even going to sell the ones that he has because he doesn't know how to even get out that he has them. Right. You have uh, no hello, website. Guys. You have no... And you how that? do they reach you? What is that? That's You can't... Twitter, you can't, Instagram. You also, you can't sell things on, on this the radio. show. I'm I can't not, bring in and do a yard sale here on the air. But they heard me right now, so they know. People they don't know, know what restaurants. That's true. Because there's a lot of restaurants in those cities. What restaurant yeah. did you get here in town? I'm not Just say them. one. Just say one. I mean, I just think you should be an optimist. Oh, oh, dang. Wow. Bobby's probably going to have to buy that from you. <laughs> I secretly go to Lunchbox. Come on, man. Dude, Look me up. Give me in. a deal. Give me a deal. Uh, thank you, Garrett. Appreciate that. Somehow, some way, Lunchbox is going to jail for this. Personally. I don't know how. Well, you can't go to jail for, uh, for sitting on reservations. Uh, thank you, Garrett. I better not be able to. Thank you, Bobby. All right, buddy. Thanks. See you later, man. Appreciate you listening. Uh, you guys want to go through the guest list? Oh, yes. So Eddie brought this idea. He goes, hey, can we all pick somebody we'd like to see on the show this year? And since you brought it, you can go first. Who, who is your pick? Well, I was just somewhere the other day, and I heard it came on, like, you know, the, the intercom or whatever when they were playing music, and it was Susie Boggus. You remember her? <laughs> Drive South. I heard the song immediately, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. This brings back so many memories. And I thought, like, what? Sh- no, no offense. Well, what's she doing now? Like, she, she probably has a lot of time. Come to the studio and play us this song. So that's your number one on your list. Susie Boggus from the 90s. Amy? I have Trey Kennedy. He's a comedian. Let me well, Google be, that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, well, I have Lunchbox's cousin. <laughs> Who? Wait. <laughs> Ray. That's not Lunchbox's cousin. Who is that, Amy? Hey, no, I thought I hey, I was told it literally could be anybody, and we had to see. I needed to make it somewhat possibly attainable because whoever gets theirs on first wins, right? No, oh, well, it's, it's not a race because <laughs> I have Steve Martin. <laughs> is that doable? Oh, he so. has um, only murders in the building. This the huh? second season of you that coming get out. That? So it's like, oh, dang, is it dude. gettable? Gettable? I don't know. Maybe, but. Mm. I didn't know it was a race. Otherwise, <laughs> can we get Ray's mom back on? Yeah. Wait, where did I hear that? Just right Mike, was that the idea? No? <laughs> In Amy's Amy? head. Yeah. Um, okay. So A- Amy has Do you want me Kennedy. to switch? No, it is what it is. I can go to Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's solid. We prefer you switch. Awesome. Yeah, okay, like Reese Witherspoon. I'm locked Thank in. You. Okay. You could have stayed with Trey Kennedy. It's fine. Is that the guy that did the, um, he was Malibu's Most Wanted? What? No, that's, uh, oh, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie. He was is that funny. the president that was shot? 
What? That's John F. Oh, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Different. Oh, okay. He's so funny. I follow him on Instagram and he makes me laugh all the time. Okay, so you have Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Thank Eddie, you, you have Susie Boggus. A little easier. I have Steve Martin. Lunchbox? Bob Barker. When Eddie, hey, you better do that today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is he alive? Honestly, yeah, he's I don't 97, know. He's 97, and I don't know how, but Eddie, when I saw that we were supposed to do this, and you were talking about way back in the day, I used to look up to Bob Barker and be like, that is so awesome. His job is the best in the world. He has women come up on stage, give him a kiss <laughs> on the cheek, and it looks like he has so much fun, and I, my one of my dreams in life was to be on there and meet Bob Barker, and so... I would love to have Bob Barker. I don't know if he travels, but if no, he we don't can- have to have him in studio. Oh, we can have him on the phone. Yeah, we can yeah. have him on the phone. I mean, just think about all the stories he He's has. He's ninety-eight. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he remembers those stories. He's ninety-eight. Oh. Ninety-eight, Amy. That's uh, that's uh, up there. That's all. That's old. I mean, I really- mean, that's almost Betty White. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so lunchbox has Bob Barker. Uh, Morgan. Um, I would really like if we can bring Bruno Mars on the show. Oh come on. <laughs> That would be amazing. Possible if he comes through town. I mean, I feel like he'd want to talk about Silk Sonic, like his new little trio, you know? Duo? Duo, trio? Yeah. Is that yeah. Anderson Pat? Uh, there's a yeah. few of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray? Mike Studd. He's an up-and-coming rapper. Okay, anybody up-and-coming? <laughs> no, no. But he has... He's going to switch over to country eventually, but he's massive. And... He has like a bunch of side projects too that are interesting. Like he invented this thing called a chug bud and made billions. It's like these college kids just put it on beers and they can shotgun it and pop a hole in it all in one. And he became like he's a doesn't even have a label, does it all on his own. Like he's he's really, really interesting. He has three hundred and forty four thousand followers. Like Lunchbox has the what? Okay. Oh, how many followers does Trey Kennedy have? I'm not finding about Trey Kennedy. On Twitter, 190,000. Not Twitter. Go to Instagram. Okay. Well, we can't just pick a... Did you look him up already? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I was like, I've never heard the guy's I'm not name. Even, I don't even, I'm sure he's awesome. I'm not saying anything about him. I don't know for sure, but I would bet it's over a million. Okay. Um, over Ray, a million? Mike Stud. Yeah. He'll be tough because he's a transient. He doesn't live anywhere. He's a transient? Yeah. He so just, then he's always on the move. He always moves... <laughs> He'll go he doesn't live. have a label. He does everything himself. He's transient. Are you sure he's just not a, like, And he really made millions from uh, an invention? Chug Bud, yeah. Okay. I bought it for Bay for Christmas. It's awesome. We use it. All right. Um, Mike, do you have anybody that you want as we're going through the list? Why not? Some of these we'll have tomorrow. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I saw Post Malone putting out a new album well, soon. Yeah, we tried awesome. that. That's a tough one. Yeah, maybe during the new album. Yeah. Uh, Scuba, anybody you want? Specifically, Coolio, the rapper. <laughs> oh, we had him play easy. a show for us once. We oh, paid like twenty five hundred mm-hmm. bucks, and he was there. Oh my god, that's so cool! I would love to see him live Is in he... our studio. Well, again, we don't have to get him in the studio. I know, but that one I want live in studio. I'd Can like you just Bob get a Barker. cameo for like fifty bucks from Coolio. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good workaround. Just ask him a couple questions in the cameo, and he answers them, and that's the interview. <laughs> we air that. That's funny. Okay. Well, good luck. I don't know how we're gonna get them. Is everybody in charge of getting their own? Yeah, that's a good what? question. No, that's the <laughs> Go back to Jamie Kennedy or whatever his name is, Amy. Trey. Trey. Hey, can I, can I be honest? He has 2.5 million followers oh. on Instagram. Yes. Wow. Thank no you. No one's arguing about him. Well. I, I've never, I mean. There are some people that Caitlin will be like, hey, this person, big TikToker, big fashion person. And I look and they've got 10 million followers. And I'm like, I've never heard of them. So I'm sure he's great. I have no argument with that. You just thought it was a race to get someone on, so you picked someone that you could get on quickly. I don't know for sure that I could get him on. I did see him when he came through town. I went to his show, and it was so funny. 
Uh, I think that let's rank them here. The easiest would be Mike Stud. I think he's on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that easy, man. He's a no, no, no. He's, on, he's been on hold. <laughs> he was on hold before the bit, just trying to get on. <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can cross off this entire list. All right, thank you, guys. All right, we'll come back in a second. Uh, so many people want to talk about their friends that stole underwear from people, and I don't want to. What? what? Right. Is this is common? What? Well, well, let me take one call and then I want to move off of this. Are you sure? Because I don't want to do perv at five after. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> but I will take one call. And this is from Sharia in Oklahoma City. Because we we're talking about a news story where a guy stole 100 pair of underwear and they found it in his from house. From different people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, not from Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sharia, hello. Hi. Good morning, studio. Morning. Guys, come on. Oh, that was, it didn't sound right. It didn't sound right. Guys, come on. She said, good morning. Sharia, go ahead. Let's try it again. Yeah, good. Try it again. Good morning, studio. Morning. She's morning, studio. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sharia, they're not going to give you the benefit here of, of, just say morning, studio. Yeah, say morning, studio. Just morning. No, I take it back. No, I'm (laughs) Okay. So I went to high school with this guy named Paul, and I used to hang out with him. Tell him used to. And uh, right after graduation, he went to OU. And shortly after, we see him on the news as Paul the Panty Snatcher, and he was stealing panties from the OU campus. He got arrested for it. I don't know how many pairs, but there was plenty enough to where he got arrested and was known as, like, Peeping Paul, the Panty Snatcher. He's got lots of P's. Peeping Paul, Paul the Panty Snatcher, Peeping Paul the Panty Snatcher. That's a a lot of alliteration (laughs) there. Okay. Oh, yeah, Yeah, got a picture of him. Oh, boy, Peeping Paul can't live. Man arrested after panty incidents. Okay, well. He was 19 year old after a string of incidents in the area involved. Oh, man. You know, Peep and Paul's now got a job as an accountant, and he's like, oh, no, it's coming back to life. <laughs> uh, Sharia, thank you for your call. And you are going to be the spokesperson for all of these calls that want to talk about their friends who have been busted for stealing panties. So, who knew? And on the way out, Sharia, will you just say morning studio? Good morning, studio. No, no, no. no I can't. Oh, can't do just it. Leave off the good and just say morning studio. All right. Just morning studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> She doesn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sherry. Well, thank, thank you for calling. Well, thank you for calling. Bye, Sherry. Alma in California is on the phone. Alma, we are here for you. Hi. What, what can we do for you? Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Hi. Good morning. Um, so I was calling. This is my first time calling, by the way. Um, I was calling for some advice. Okay. And um, I just don't know what to do at this point. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for four years. Um, We live together, and um, I have a sleeping disorder. So I snore and I groan, like, in my sleep. Okay. Like, how loud? Like, do an impression of of what your groan sounds like while you sleep. I don't know what it sounds like because, I mean, I'm asleep. <laughs> but no one's but ever recorded it? it? It's not like, ugh. Uh, no, <clears throat> he's, he's never recorded it. But has he reenacted it for you? But, um, he says it's like a sexual. Oh. Kind of, oh. It sounds sexual. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's a problem for him because he always thinks that I'm like having crazy dreams and but that's definitely not the case. Um, and it's, I mean, it's been an issue. Um, 
he's known it from the beginning and it wasn't so much of an issue as it was back then than it is now. Like now it's becoming a bigger issue. Well, my advice is not to uh, declare that you have to do everything based on societal norms, meaning if you can't sleep in the same bed every night because of a medical issue, then don't until you get the medical issue fixed. So if you need to go to a sleep doctor and figure it out, it's okay to sleep in different rooms or beds until you do figure it out with the ultimate goal of we'd like to sleep together again at night because that's what makes us feel good, that's comfortable, that shows love, but it's not the only way and it doesn't mean you don't love each other if you can't sleep in the same bed. So I think if you really want the relationship to continue on, you can go, why don't we just retire to two different rooms until we can get it figured out? It may be six months. It may be two months. I don't know. It doesn't mean you don't love each other and that's okay. Yes. Is she willing to go to a sleep doctor? That's a good question. Are you willing to put in the work? Well, I've gone. I've gone to see a sleep doctor, so I've been diagnosed. I I know what it is. Um, So, and that's the thing is that I've said to him, like, hey, we can go back and see a sleep doctor. Like, I can do that. But I already know what I have. I've already been diagnosed. I've gone to get a sleep study. Like, I know. But... This was way before me and him started dating. So I told him, like, if you want, we can do this again and go together. And he's like, no, it's a waste of time. Like, it's, you know, we don't need to do that. It's, you've already gone. And he's he's an officer, a police officer. So his sleeping habits are crazy already. Yeah. So I feel like when he does bring it up and when he does throw it in my face, I'm being blamed for his lack of sleep. <laughs> Amy, what do you think about this? I think it's okay to try to sleep in. If y'all have separate rooms and that's a possibility, you just have to be more intentional about making sure you get that time together, especially if you enjoy being next to him. But yeah, he needs rest. He's a police officer. Like he needs to be on and alert. So I think maybe you just work out a different arrangement until maybe, and if you got that study done a long time ago, maybe they know more now and they have different tools that you can that they can offer you or techniques to help you not make those noises anymore. And there are other doctors. Yeah. And it's not even as much about that, but I think the relationship is more important in itself than just sleeping in the same room. Right, I agree. Yeah. And Raymundo, you and your wife sleep in different rooms sometimes, right? Yeah, I'll do the couch, but we also we have a two bedroom, so yeah, I can do the other bedroom as well. And that's because your sleep schedules are so different. Yes, I go to bed and she's up still watching Housewives for hours. She does a little pop-up bar or two in the living room, so I mean, she's got... Well, he just throws it right under the bus. She's like... <laughs> She's drinking all night, watching Housewives. Um, Here's what I would say, Alma. Your relationship is bigger than you not being able to sleep or he not being able to sleep because of your uh, sexual groaning at night. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. But I would still work on getting it checked out because I think the ultimate goal would be to get back together. Yeah. Be able to sleep in the same bed. And because one person says, hey, we can't fix it, doesn't mean that there's not someone else or even someone on the internet that can help you. Dark web. They got a lot of good things over there. If you can oh, get onto that thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alma, good luck. Uh, stay with your man. You guys can figure it out. It's okay to sleep in a different room for a little bit, okay? Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. All I right. appreciate it. See you later. How do you think she feels about that advice? Do you think it's what she was searching for? Maybe. Maybe she had never just maybe considered sleeping in another room. Mm. So hopefully that was helpful. Nothing wrong with sleeping in another room from your husband or fiance if there's a means to get back if that's what you desire. There's also nothing wrong with sleeping in another room if that's what you guys just both want. Right. If someone does snore or screams or pees, I don't know what the deal is. Oh. I mean, some nights I do all three of those. Wow, yeah. on one night. I hit the, tri- I hit the triple crown. <laughs> it's a hat trick. <laughs> oh, I do it all. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. 
This story comes to us from Japan. A 58-year-old man was busted breaking into his old high school. Why? Because when he was back in high school 40 years ago, the teacher confiscated two of his items, and he was going back to find them. <laughs> was he told they were in there? Nope. He uh, had a couple drinks and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go find my items. So he broke a window and was looking through the classrooms. It was from so long ago. Yeah. What are the items? Like, Slinkies? God. Like Oh, true. Etch-a-Sketch, the original? <laughs> yeah. Atari? <laughs> he really wants it. Dang, I got to get that Atari. <laughs> I love Pong. I haven't played it a day since. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. There's a guy who says he's the world's most prolific sperm donor. He's now fathered 129 children, oh nine more on the way, 66 years old now. He's been donating for free from his van for nearly 10 years. What? The two creepy things are for free and from his van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the van for sure. <laughs> because if he's just prolific and he's helping people have children that need sperm, great. There is a need for that. The last sentence gets you, though. <laughs> Donating for free from his van. Mm-hmm. But only for 10 years, too. Like, he's had 129 kids. That's a lot of kids. Wow. So that they... So that's an honest day's work. Yeah. <laughs> they hit him up with confirmation, I guess. They're like, hey, good You're to go. Good. From the Derby Telegraph, a Derby man who claims he's fathered 129 children with nine more coming. Mm. He's a retired teacher, Clive Jones. Health experts have issued a medical warning regarding his activities, saying that all donors and patients should be treated and they should come from licensed sperm donors. Yeah. Not just some dude... <laughs> In a van. In the back uh-huh. of his Chrysler. <laughs> For free. Uh, having only do it, started doing this at 58 years old, um, that also is a little old. Because mm-hmm. mostly they don't want older sp- sperm donors if they can help, help it. You know, they want healthy people. And they want to be able to test them out. But he's just rocking it. Got a sweater vest on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, you know, people will contact him. They'll get to know the, the couple. This is the situation there. Then they talk about their ovulation cycle, and then he puts it on the planner, and then he jumps in his van. He drives oh. close to where they live. <laughs> okay. Okay. He must have a great personality, it's right? It's funny that he drives to where they live. <laughs> in his van. Because, like, what, do they have to take it in somewhere? You look out, and the van's rocking. <laughs> are, well, don't bother knocking. And he's the only one in there. He's like, it's all good. <laughs> do, do they ha- so he has to give it to them. Don't they have to, like... <laughs> Make sure it's contained and take it into uh, the place. The clinical part of it, I don't know. Okay. I, it's just the guy rocks it, yeah. then rolls it, <laughs> then hoochie-coos it. <laughs> and then rolls out. And then it's out of town. Yeah. I'm surprised he takes time to meet with the couple and go over their ovulation calendar and all that. I'm not <laughs> surprised by anything with this guy. Uh, he says he's been happily married since 1978, but now lives apart from his wife, uh, who he says is not at all happy about what he does. Yeah, yeah. you think? My wife would not like that. This guy, though, has figured out what he's good at. He knows it. But, but how are you good at that? Like, can't we all be good at that? Yeah, but can't we all be good at bowling, but we don't practice enough? Well, that's true. That's, <laughs> we need more practice. Yeah, you, you have to commit and actually do the work. Has, he, has anybody met these babies? No, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt he meets the babies. He does? He does? <laughs> this guy's he's crazy. He's 20 of them. Okay. Well, he's still missing 109. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, congrats to this guy. His name's not on here, though. Huh? Yeah, it is. Clive Jones. There you go. Clive Jones. I said that earlier. I don't know what Clive. That's an older name, huh? Clive. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the fact that he's like, all right, how are we going to do this couple? Let's drive to their house now. 
the fact that he drives to their house <laughs> to do that service. is awesome. That's hilarious. Okay, that's what's up. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Marin Morris is on the show tomorrow. Goodbye, friends. Yeah. Bobby Mr. Bobby Bones.